Hello, I'm Pastor Jimmy Smith. Very thankful for this another wonderful opportunity to share the Word of God, a book that I love. We're in the book of 1 Peter, and we talked about 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 24 and 25, where it says, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass wither and the flower thereof fall away. But the word of the Lord endure forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Thank God for the word of God. I hope that you treasure the Bible, love the Bible, adore the Bible. Uh, Sometimes we do not realize what we have in our hands and the freedom that we have here in America to have this wonderful book, which is the mind of God, the will of God, the word of God, the way of God. And it will not hurt us. It will help us. It will enable us to become more than what and who we currently are. Through it, we learn the plan of salvation, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We've said before that the term salvation means deliverance. We are delivered from paying the penalty of sin. We're delivered over the power of sin as it relates to the devil's desire to tempt us to do the wrong thing. We're also delivered from the person who sinned, the person that we see in the mirror. I need deliverance even from me. And one day we shall be delivered from the very presence of sin as we talk about going home to be with the Lord. Why? Because of the grace of God, the love of God, because of the power, the authority of the word of God. I want to encourage you to spend time in God's word every day. And a great book that I like to encourage uh, saints to read certainly is the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs, we have 31 chapters. In most months, we have 31 days. And if I read the chapter that correspond with the date, I wake up automatically knowing what my devotional reading will be. Because you hear many excuses. People say, well, I would read the Bible, but I don't know what to read. Well, if I follow the book of Proverbs, which speaks to us concerning God's wisdom and his guidance and his instruction and his discretion, etc., etc., it will speak to our present day life circumstance. I find it interesting after reading that particular chapter in the morning and then going about my day. It's interesting on some days how I will have a dilemma, I will have a decision to make, and the Spirit of God would have already prepared me, spoken into my life concerning that specific decision that has to be made. Uh, That's how it works. What a mighty God we serve. He is omniscient. He knows what my day is going to be like, and he prepares me early for the decisions that have to be made, decisions that will cause me to do well, to, to prosper, to be successful, to be at peace, to find joy, to have discretion. And, and, and I need it. I need the word of God. And let me say you need it too. And so I encourage you every day to have time in the word of God. You have time for everything else. We have time to eat, to snack, to watch TV, 
to get on the telephone, to get on the computer, to talk to our friends, to rest, and you name it. And yet, without the grace of God, we could not do all that we do, only by the grace of God. And God says, I have a plan for your life, and I want to speak to you. And so thank God for the word of God as we come to the end of First Peter and chapter 1. Note again there, verse 25, it bears repeating, but the word of the Lord endure forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Note that God's word endure forever. And in the word, we find the gospel, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And after we become saved, we have the charge to keep we have to serve the Lord, to walk with the Lord, to honor the Lord. And I love to say that God can do more with me than I can do with myself. We may have some very great, ambitious desires to fulfill in our individual life. And yet the text says, uh, only what you do for Christ will last. May our life be ordered by the steps of God so that when we see him, that our life, our words, our deeds will matter. What are you doing today that will matter, that will not get burnt up when you see Jesus? And that's the charge we have to live unto the Lord. And what a good life that is. What a good life it is to, to serve the Lord and, and to try to help people and to try to be a blessing uh, in the name of Jesus. What, what a good life uh, to do our best, to do the right thing and to please uh, the Lord. Uh, it, it gives peace. It gives uh, joy. It gives serenity of spirit. It gives a good night's rest. Don't feel guilty because of being a thief, a crook, a liar, a robber. What a good life it is. Well, as we continue, note the text, chapter 2, verse 1. In light of the word of God, in light of redemption, in light of salvation, and now we have the indwelling Holy Spirit. And the Lord has not called us to himself just yet. We're still here on planet Earth. And God has a service he wants us to render. He wants us to be a witness. He wants us to be an example. He says, let your light so shine that through your good works, it will glorify the Father which art in heaven. And so now after salvation, there becomes the process of discipleship. There becomes the process of permitting the Spirit of God to teach us the Word of God, to pour into our mind and change our thinking, equating in changing our life. That's what chapter 2, verse 1 says. What a great text. Wherefore, note there, wherefore. Whenever we see wherefore or therefore, it points us back to what was stated prior. Note the text. First Peter chapter one, let's pick up again in verse 25. But the word of the Lord endure forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Because of hearing the word, because of becoming redeemed, because of becoming saved, because of becoming transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, because of salvation, because of being born again, God says, now live differently, think differently, abstain from some things, things that held me bound, 
that shackled me. Note the text. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. The Lord says, walk with me, learn of me, discover who you are and to whom you belong. Discover the power that God has given in the person of the Holy Spirit and know the power of change, the power of deliverance from the sin, the habits which easily, easily beset me. God says, I want to deliver your life. I've already saved your soul. Now I want to rescue you, rescue you from the devil, the demons, and from yourself. Oh, hallelujah. There are some testimonies I'll never forget. There are some testimonies that were so enormous, so profound. Testimonies of people who were shackled and who were bound, bound by their sin, bound by their habit. But when they met Jesus and when they became serious with the Lord, they found in him a resting place. They found in him peace. They found in Jesus the power unto deliverance to lay it down, to say to the devil, not today, devil. You got me many a day, many a week, many a month, and many a year. You've robbed me from my life, my health, my wealth, and my youth. But since I've met Jesus, the hymn writer wrote, since I met Jesus, what a change has come about in my life. He is worth knowing, not just to get me over the Jordan, not just to get me home to glory, but he's worth knowing now. Now he's worth knowing. And herein lies the problem. There are not enough Christians, not enough church folk who love the Lord to that extent. Everybody says, I love the Lord. And yet very cavalier concerning their behavior, concerning the sin that they permit, the sin that they allow, they'll listen to someone else over the word of God because they love them. The Lord says that he and he alone is God. And he's to be worshiped. He's to be honored. He's to be adored. And he's able. And so I ask you, beloved, what is it that you're wrestling with? What habit? In what way? Are the skeletons shaking in your closet? Because of what? What is consuming, controlling? What sin do you think is hidden while everyone else know about it? The Lord says, give it to him. And he's given us the wherewithal. What a, what a great truth. Note again, wherefore laying aside Laying aside all malice, malice is ill will, and all guile, guile is 
deception. He says, stop the lying and hypocrisy and envy and all evil speaking. He recognized there in verse 2 as newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. That if change is going to occur in my life, that if rescuing is going to occur, it is because of drinking, consuming the milk of the word of God. That's where it begins. And let me say that whoever feels that they're heavy in the word is foolish because we're talking about the mind of God. I understand that there are those who are great Bible teachers and great Bible expositors. And yet God says there's so much more. We never graduate in the study of God's word. Somebody once said to me, they said, well, Sunday school is for kids. I, I did that when I was a child. May we never grow too old for Sunday school. It's a great time when the saints come together to hear the word of God, to teach the word of God, to digest the word of God. Why? Because we're talking about a God who is omniscient, a God who is infinite, a God who is sovereign. And God is able to open up that verse that we've looked at so many years now. He's able to open it up even more and grant more enlightenment, more illumination. He's able to share the intended interpretation as well as other applications to the text. What a mighty God we serve. May we not think so much of ourselves that we think that we have it. We do not. We do not. As long as we're in the flesh, the Lord says, stay near, draw near. And he's able to bring us and to take us higher in him if I have the desire, if I have the passion. Because to walk with God is the place of peace. To walk with God is the place of joy. To walk with God is to be in fellowship with him. It is the place of answer to prayer. To walk with God is the place of hearing his voice whereby we can have discernment and discretion and understanding concerning who I am and what I am and what I am to do. The place to do, the thing to do is to walk with God. To be in the will of God is the place of God dispatching his angels to come and protect us. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it and you will not beat God in giving. God has more to give. And he says, child of God, I've already died on the cross I've already risen from the dead. I've already given you the faith to accept me. Now, I want you to do something. And what I want you to do and what I command you to do is to follow me. Two words, follow me. The very things he said to James and John and Peter and Paul, as we look at the stories in the Bible, we see Matthew, the publican, the tax collector, the crook, the thief, the cheat. Jesus walks up to him and he says, follow me. He says to you and I in this century that we live in, child, follow me. God can do more with you and with me than I can do with myself. And so, Saint, I urge and I encourage that you and I would not play church, that you and I would stop messing around. The church is a place to worship, not a place of entertainment, not a place to show off. 
It's a place to honor God and to worship God corporately, to be inspired when we leave after the benediction, to be inspired to continue on with the Lord. God has much to say, much to do. I marvel at the grace of God and the mercy of God that God has given me coming from the home that I came from. Wasn't reared in a Christian home, but in spite of my surrounding, God would work events in my life to get my attention at 17 and would know Jesus Christ as Savior. And I'm thankful when I look over the days, the opportunity that God has given all to the glory of God. God can surprise you sometimes and do more with you than you can do with yourself. I can't say it well enough. All I know is that is real and that is true. And so may we never quit on the Lord. May we quit on our sinful practice and our bad attitude and our lying ways, and our devious ways. That's what the Lord wants to deliver us from. He understands that we're still in the flesh. But yes, we have the word of God. We have the indwelling Holy Spirit. Thank God for Bible teachers, etc., etc. We're in America. We have our own Bible, and we have many translations and versions and many copies. There is no excuse. No excuse. The reality is, I don't love him. The way I say I do. Love is what it does. It's popular to say I love the Lord. The Lord says, yeah, right. Your life reveals that you just like me, not love me. God says, I want to work in your life. Is there anyone out there who who needs the Lord to work in his or her life? God still specialized. He still is omnipotent. He still is sovereign. He still is able. The question is, are you willing to spend the time as a babe in Christ and to read the Bible Why not begin with the gospel of St. John? In every chapter, we see the miracle worker and begin to learn something about the person of Jesus, his might, his power, and his ability. And then continue in the study of the gospels and see the different accounts of Jesus. And then continue in The study to continue is always apropos and appropriate to continue in the study of God's word. If you have put your Bible down, it's time to pick it back up, not only to read the 27 books in the New Testament, but know that there are 39 books in the Old Testament that God wants you and I to digest and know and see a mighty God work Throughout the ages, he's faithful and he's faithful and he's able to meet us today right where we are with what we wrestle with, with the sin which easily beset us, the sin that we often find ourselves engaged in and give us deliverance and give us the wherewithal 
to walk away from it. And the wisdom when we are tempted to succumb again and again and again, to be able to say, not today, devil, not this time. You got me many a day, a week, a year, a month, many a day, but not today. Thank God for freedom, for deliverance. Thank God for it. And that's what Peter says here. As we consider, note there again in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1, wherefore laying aside all malice, all ill will, all sin, all sin that is killing me, hurting me, harming me, destroying me. And then it says, and all guile, which is deceit and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. Note that verse 2 again, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Why? That you may grow thereby. Well, let's turn to this great passage. We've talked about it. Before, let's turn to it. It's familiar. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. And let's highlight it and let's not rush through it. We see the term study, not just to read. Understanding that I cannot study without reading. But it's possible to read and not study. Study implies to look up the terms, to compare Scripture with Scripture, to look up the definition and to understand how the word is used in the intended interpretation of the word. We say that because we understand that the book of Second Timothy and the entire New Testament, with the exception of Mark, the entire New Testament, the original language is ancient Greek. When we come to the book of Mark, the original language is Aramaic. But to consider ancient Greek, we understand that one word will have diverse meanings. For instance, the word love in the New Testament has four different definitions or variations. And so if I'm going to walk away from the verse with the intended interpretation of the text. I'm going to have to spend some time. I may have to purchase some, some Bible helps, some dictionaries, and spend the time, put in the time. We're not in a hurry to get off the telephone. We're not in a hurry to lounge on the couch. We're not in a hurry to get up from the bed. We're not in a hurry to, to push away from the table. But when it comes to God, Lord, you have 15 minutes, you have 10 minutes, you have five minutes. May we adore the Lord. May we enjoy the Lord. May we spend time with him and look forward to the next meeting. Habakkuk prayed all day long and he said, I'm going to stand here and stay on my watch. I'm going to linger. I'm going to ponder. And I want to hear what the Lord will say 
back to me. Three chapters in the book of Habakkuk, a book concerning prayer. He had a concern and, and, he, and he prayed, he labored, he toiled in prayer. I didn't pray a popcorn prayer. Lord bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Done. He, 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 he toiled in prayer. He labored in prayer. And then he was still before the Lord. Beloved, if we're going to study the text, we cannot be in a hurry. And doesn't matter how long we've studied the text, we have yet to, to grasp it all. Because again, we're talking about the mind of God, an infinite God, a sovereign master, sustainer, owner, ruler of this vast universe. I pray that we would love the word of God and find our calling to fulfill. And find ourselves in his will. What a great plan he has for our life. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, we see at least four things. Study to show thyself approved. In other words, study to learn how to live. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Not approved Unto man, we're working too hard to please and impress the wrong person. People will keep you jumping through hoops, never satisfied, greedy. They want to treat you like they're your Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord, and he's Lord all by himself. And so the text says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Study to learn how to live before a holy God. And, and if I'm serious about that, we'll discover there are some things I will not do even in the dark when no one else is around because the understanding, the appreciation thereof that God is omniscious and omnipresent and omnipotent, that God is omnipresent and he's with me even in the dark. And then number two, we study to discover what to do. A workman, we study to discover the specifics concerning God's assignment, not for your life, but for mine. And there are some things that no man can tell you. Mama cannot tell her son that God called him to preach. God himself is the one who hands out the assignment. And there are other assignments. We all have at least one. Some have more than one. No one has them all. The text says, it is God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The text says, the Holy Spirit will be your guide. As we walk with the Lord and as we are close to him, we become more sensitive to his leading or we become more sensitive to the voice of God as he whispers in his still small voice into our spirit. We study to learn how to live before God. We study to learn what God strategically, specifically wants me individually to do. And we study so that we may not be ashamed when God wants us to speak uh, as we are supposed to Share our faith that others may become saved. In fact, if you're saved today, it is because God used a voice 
uh, perhaps the voice came through the writing of a book or perhaps you were somewhere and you heard the message proclaimed. But God is using people today. And so we study so that we may speak with great clarity, with great boldness. And then fourthly, we study so that we may get the message correct because there's only one message and that message is the fact that Jesus is God and he died on the cross for our sins and he has risen again from the dead and that if I would call upon him for myself and invite him to come into my heart thou shalt be saved but all of this the ability therewith all of this is predicated upon the time spent with the living God the time spent beloved I'm I'm, I'm urging you, I'm reminding me of the demand and the urgency to spend time with the Holy God. And you'll be glad you did for eternity. I thank you.